Hey everybody, welcome to Cruise Control. My name is Brian Cruz, your host and captain for this evening. We're here back again. It's Monday, December 5th, 2022. Thanks for checking this out. We have a lot to talk about. There's news about HBO Max. Christy Alley, unfortunately, just passed away not too long ago. We're going to talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard again. That's back in the news because Amber says she wants another trial. A lot to talk about. So let's get to work. Everybody, welcome to Cruise Control. Brian Cruz back here again, writer, creator, producer, here to talk about some news that deals with the entertainment industry from people that actually work in the entertainment industry. Thank you for coming back here again. And joining me tonight, as always, is Miss Lauren Lindley. Lauren, welcome to the program. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. Getting better. Happy Monday. Yep. Feeling you're feeling you're feeling better. You're sounding better. Yeah. You're getting there, right? Getting there. This is a this is a long one, man. This is like ah. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm on the mend. Yeah. Thank you for asking. How are yeah. you doing? I'm doing good. It's, it's been a, it's been a day. It's been a good day, but it's so much always happening in the news. I feel like after the weekend and uh, especially today, stuff's just been kind of like jumping in left and right. So I was like, we were talking back and forth about some of these articles that are coming in and it's interesting. And something that just happened uh, not too long ago before we came on the air is unfortunately Christy Alley passed away. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like um, just came out of nowhere. She died of cancer. Apparently, um, she was announced from her family just this evening. She was 71 and was battling uh, breast cancer, or just battling cancer, only recently diagnosed, according to a statement by her children, True and uh, Lily Parker. She was surrounded by her closest family and fought with great strength, leaving us with a certainty of her never-ending joy of living, whatever adventures lie ahead, said the statement shared by Allie's social media. So she just passed away and it's unfortunate. It's really sad. Are you a big fan of her? Well, I mean, I watched her. She took she took over um, Shelley Long's uh, role in Cheers. I think yeah. the last several seasons, and I and that was a staple show. I mean, it was Cheers and Frasier and that whole you know it was the whole I think it was NBC okay. NBC lineup, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's when I first um, started watching her. But but also she was in Fat Actress, which is she was really funny. It was very self-depreciating humor and that sort of thing and so um i, was, I mean i wasn't like a, a a fanatic but i i do i did really think she had she had amazing comic timing you know and, yeah uh, and and so funny yeah so great and i think of her like look who's talking when yeah, i was a kid right. that, was a, that was a big movie and it, it was so much fun it was such a fun movie about like the babies talking in their stomachs and 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 she was hilarious and she was great and even even to star trek you know i'm she's been in so many different projects yeah it's insane she's been around for, for a long time leaving a big impact and it's really sad because 71 she could have had a lot more projects under her belt yeah but, and i mean cancer is a terrible thing my mother died of it um and my sister has had has battled it you know more than once so it's uh it's very sad you know i mean yeah. uh spend a lot of money on on medical research and from the cold to cancer we can't seem to get it together somehow no we can't figure it out and it's like Maybe i know a little bit of that pushing, but... money into medicine you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would just think at this point we would have something for cancer but 
so many people die from it every year. And it's one of those things that it's kind of like the older you get, the uh, more opportunity you have for cancer. So it's, you think that we would be fighting against this and more think there'd be something to stop it. But unfortunately it's still one of those things that kills a lot of people. And it's yeah. um, very unfortunate to see her pass. Yeah, it's very sad. I mean, first we had Christine. I mean, great female icons are dying all over the place right now. Chris, you know, a Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac. And then like what, yeah. three days later, Kirstie Alley. So they see the number. Sad. They come in threes. Hopefully there's nobody else coming next. Right. Hopefully well, fairly well, Christy, okay. wherever you may be, you know, Christy Alley was great. And I, I wish her well, whatever her incarnation leads her to next. Yeah, we're so sad to bring this news to everybody, but yeah. like I said, breaking news it just came out before we came live, actually, so we wanted to talk about it for a second. So yeah. thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. So I'm going to do a little rapid-fire news, and then Lorna, I'll get into some, uh, some discussions here, but just some quick little things happening in the news and the entertainment news. So uh, let's just, uh, let's just uh, get into it. If you're a fan of the show His Dark Materials, it's back. Today, actually, uh, season three begins at 9 p.m. tonight, Eastern Standard Time. So right now it's on and you can watch it afterwards. Uh, this show is this fantasy thriller about the Golden Compass. And it's back again after being gone for whew, a couple of years. Take a long time because of COVID. And then The Servant, season four, they actually announced its release will be January 13th. If you watch this show on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a fun show by M. Night Shyamalan. A little, little demented, a little demented, a little dark. Uh, it's got Rupert Grint from Harry Potter, who's awesome in it. I would say I love this show. It's great. But it's coming back. More stuff. Uh, and then also Transformers 4 was announced. Beast Wars. Actually, it's, I think it's like eight now, Lauren. I think it's something great. ridiculous. It's coming out this summer. It's like eight or seven. I don't know. But it's coming out June 9th, 2023. Like we said, they can't stop making these projects. Uh, a rapid fire thing, which I thought was hilarious. There's this video game from like the nineties called toe jam and Earl. And they're making a movie on that. I'm like, what? Thank you. Thank you. Amazon. Amazon's making this Lauren toe jam and Earl. It's about, and it's about, okay. If you've never heard of it, it's about two space alien rappers who come to earth seeking a cure for the disease, eradicating their home planets, rhythm, funk, and groove. Okay. What? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I know. What do you say to that? I just laughed. I'm like, Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> These other shows have been doing really well, so I get it. But I'm just like, Toe Jam and Earl. And then another thing we were talking about today, too, is actually Dahmer has started to break records here. Uh, Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, has now crossed 1 billion hours viewed in its first 60 days on Netflix, becoming just the third series to do so after Squid Game and Stranger Things 4. And if you haven't seen it, Evan Peters is freaking awesome in this. He is so good it's demented it's sad it's it's a lot of things when you watch it i'm like when, when we put it on i was like watch it. i'm like is this and it's so different for ryan murphy it's a ryan murphy production but it's so different because it's a lot slower um it is it does have that gore that he loves ryan murphy loves the gore and this definitely goes there and uh it goes there extreme if you know anything about dom at all yeah it's a, it's a lot lauren what do you think about this did you check this out yet um I, have you seen it but have you heard you, about how it's doing you would literally have to have Jeffrey Dahmer in my house pointing a gun to my head to watch this. Um, <laughs> so first I know. of all, the, the, the family of the, the dead boys are not happy. Um, oh, yeah. this, this is gore porn. And the problem is, is it's real. And this happened to real people. 
Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I hate to be always the contrarian because <laughs> people are going to think, God, what a bitch. But the thing is, it's like, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll own it. It can happen. Um, hey, not everybody loves this. I mean, people do love this, but not everybody loves this. Like, you know, we have to have both standpoints on this and you have to look at it both ways. You yeah. know, it's not just black and white. Yeah. I mean, the th so the, the broader mm -hmm. overarching um, thought that I had when I read this article was, my God, what have we become, right? So the three biggest <laughs> shows are about serial murder of young yep. boys. Um, we have Squid Games, which is like, if our governments have their way, what we're looking for next week to happen uh, hmm. across the board and across the world, because Squid Games, that's China with weird outfits, okay? And yeah, then, I mean, that, I, that that show is insane, too. It's like you're putting all these people in these games playing child games like hide-and-seek or red light, green light, and then they're killing people, just like just murdering people brutally for what? For one person to live out of hundreds for a, a cash prize. Yes, well, and, <laughs> and, the, and the thing of it is is that, um, look, it's I mean, intense. I, watch, I occasionally watch things that are very violent. I occasionally watch things that are like, with monsters or, you know, I mean, I'm not yeah. a prude and I don't sit around and have Mary Poppins on an endless loop. Although Jesus, maybe <laughs> we need a little bit of that, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for humanity that this is the level 1 billion hours of watching people being horrifically tortured and murdered. And, and this wasn't just like a thrill kill thing. This was sexualized murder. Oh yeah. yeah and, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's Dahmer. And then, then there are artists in the world who have taken and, and okay, because it's me. I, I saw the photos of the actual bodies of Jeffrey mm. Dahmer's victims. And after he would torture and kill them, he would put them in these really horrible, really inhuman looking positions. So somebody decided, Hey, I know what I'll do to make art. I will make ginormous sculptures of these contortion death poses, right? And yeah. then I sell them to the elite and they buy them like there's no tomorrow. Well, Dahmer, I can't even imagine like the fact that he was capable of doing this. And I think, of course, a lot of us probably feel, and he doesn't really want to say it, is that he's just dealing with his own sexuality and like and how he feels about it too, and like what's right and what's wrong. And at first, like you can like the way they they show it, portray him in the show, like he's literally laying with their day, dead bodies, just oh. to like have that moment of like stillness where someone can you know he can be comfortable for a second and not feel judged, which is it's it's I mean it's a head case. I can't imagine like being in that state as a human being and what he dealt with, but also yeah. like the damage that he did. I can't even what he would it was just brutal. He wouldn't he didn't even care. There's one guy that he was actually just like dating and then he murdered him. Just and but they were having a great relationship. They were like it was probably the best relationship of his whole life, and he still murdered him. Yeah. And it's just I don't I don't know what happens to somebody that that gets like that. And of course they try to depict it like his father had an influence on him too, because his father would, which this is kind of the facts that were kind of changed a little bit. They were saying is that the father was teaching him how to you know do autopsies on roadkill. And Fabulous. so that was, and that was something that was helping, you know, but I guess they were dealing with some kind of autopsies, but it wasn't to the extreme that the show put it out. And they also had change of, you know, with uh, the neighbor wasn't actually there was somebody across the street 
and it added more drama, I guess, for the show. Because I watched the whole show, and the first four or five episodes are really tough to watch. It is yeah. so brutal. And, and the stuff this man did, you're like, how can anybody in their right mind – well, he wasn't in his right mind. But how really could anybody not. do that and treat people that way? And, you know, I mean, he's ba- he's he's dealing with stuff internally, but still, like, to be that, I mean, insane and cutting their heads off and keeping, keeping them in his refrigerator and barrels of their bodies – it's and just to be in an apartment complex and do that. This was a number one story for months, and I I was watching it on a regular basis, uh, the news coverage of it. And one of the most horrific things I don't know how they covered it in the show, and I never will unless you tell me, is that <laughs> there was a a young African American boy of about I want to say fourteen or fifteen. And he managed to get away and call the police. And the police said, oh, it's a lover's spat. Because everybody hated fags then. And I say the word fag and I'm gay. So stop. Don't even start with me. I'm (laughs) channeling Sabrina because she's not here. Don't even start with me. Rain it in. Okay. So. (laughs) Hi, Sabrina. Anyway. um, and this is no laughing matter. But I mean, the, the story is, is that, you know, back in the day, even amongst people where in those times uh, in America, the the when they were polled, Americans were only like somewhere between 29 and 32 percent in favor of gay marriage, unlike 70 to 75 percent today. So even yeah. back in the day of extreme homophobia, people found this completely appalling. Even people who like hated homosexuals were like, OK, even I have a limit. Right. You know, this is mm-hmm. not good. And I just what what my problem with all of this stuff is, is that you are normalizing psychopathic violence and now you're sexualizing psychopathic violence and you're normalizing psychopathic violence. That's what all these TV shows do, as we talked about. And it's wall to wall. Well, I mean, people watch violence as entertainment like people used to watch porn. And that's very disturbing to me. Right. Because- it's always a worry. But I mean, we we are we're used to it. A lot of people love it. Like horror itself does so well. Yeah, That's I'm why this did so well. And this yeah. was tough. I mean, I, I watched the whole thing, but it was still tough just because I want I love Evan Peters. I've actually worked with him a lot of times. He's a great he's mm-hmm. a great actor. He's a great guy. He was creepy as shit. He was so yeah. in it. Um, and I just wanted to just study him as an actor, like his performance. But I'm also like. I didn't, I didn't know a lot of these little details about Dahmer and it's just, it's, it's told well that way. And I think that's, mm-hmm. people are attracted to that, unfortunately. Um, as you see, like Squid Game in this, you know, t- top, top uh, movie or top shows in Netflix, because it is the brutality of human beings. People, there's something about that attracts people to it. And also you're right. It targets people. It's, it's, it's just, it's like, this, it's just changing the way that we look at TV. It's how we look at this murder stuff, how we look at how people are treated. It just, it changes things and it makes it more normal, which is unfortunate, but I mean, they're entertaining and that's why they, they wrap right. you in. Right. You know? and that's the danger of it. Right. And I just, what was going through my head as I was listening to you talk was, I wonder if the guy that shot up the nightclub in Colorado Springs after listening to his father spool out about, oh, well, he killed a bunch of people, but at least he says he's not gay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I wonder if you watched the show. Oh, I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what if he watched the show? I mean, if I were this dude's, I don't even know his name and I don't like to know the names of mass murderers and stuff because it just gives them oxygen but yeah. whoever this guy is I, I i mean if i were their defense attorney 
I would be looking at every damn thing he listened to, looked at and read, because it's like the political indoctrination that's been going on and the religious indoctrination. And now we're using media as a weapon against our own humanity. And I mean, look, I'm not saying don't go see horror movies, don't go see movies with violence in it. That's absurd. But what I am saying is if you're, there's a difference between something like Schindler's List and Squid Games. And if you don't, it's it's like the Ed Meese Commission uh, in the 70s that was tasked to do that big report, the Meese report on porn. And after yeah. wasting a ton of taxpayer dollars and like 3000 pages, uh, when he was asked like what they concluded, he's he, he actually said, well, I can't tell you what porn is, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> and it's like that. That's true. Yeah. You know, it, it's like it's hard to pin down to a definition, but we better be careful because all of the stuff, everything we take in, food, oxygen, entertainment, friends we keep, habits we have, it it changes our brain. And mm. I'm suggesting that all of this influx of intense glorified violence and meaningless sex is destroying the underpinnings of our civilizations not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> but that's, and I, I definitely get that. And these shows do, like we said, it just changes the way you look at all this. And they're very popular. Yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I actually love Squid Game. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, the acting was awesome. Um, it was, if you're going to watch, because I, I enjoy watching some of that stuff, but I also, I see like the problem with it though too, and then what happens. But they're doing another season of Squid Game. That's happening. Yeah. And it's funny the other the other the other show they have is Stranger Things is the other one that's in their top oh, one, right, yeah. you know, which is about you know kids and battling like it's pretty much D and D with kids in the eighties, which is fun. But yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's Delmer's doing really well. It did great for them, and I know they want to do like maybe maybe I mean you really can't do another season, but maybe he'll try to do something else like that in that light now, like Ryan Murphy for Netflix because this did so well. Maybe oh, another well, series. Let's, let's make a musical out of it, Ryan. Let's let's do that. Just go for it, you know. <laughs> but also, like moving on, because we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, yeah. but HBO Max actually, they're saying they're trying to figure out a name because HBO merged with Discovery. So when Discovery bought HBO, they have these two streaming companies. They have HBO Max and they have Discovery Plus. They've been going back and forth, like, what are you gonna call this new entity? Because <laughs> if you know what I mean, HBO's been around forever. Yeah. And Discovery's been around forever. So what do you call it? The lawyers from Warner Brothers Discovery are vetting Max, the name Max, as the name for the combined HBO Max and Discovery Plus service. So I, I heard that. I'm like, Max? You get HBO Max and you get Discovery Plus and you get Max? I mean, I don't know if that even tells you what you're watching. But apparently, they're going to call it Max. <laughs> you think it's a good name, Lauren? <laughs> I'm going to diss the Max idea. <laughs> Dismax, yeah. Discovery. Dis, dis, yep, Dismax. Dis, there you go. They could call it Dismax right there. But even Discovery Max, I think, would be better than, you Discover, know? Uh, you know, Maximum Discovery. I mean, you know, yeah. look, pay me money, and I will come up with a name that's better than that in five minutes. I mean, it I feels like a five minute decision. Like, 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 it feels like there's like, whatever. We'll just call it Max. I mean, just, the laziness and, and the, just the pure... 
you know, it's 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 hubris at this point. Mm-hmm. It isn't even bad decision making. It's just, oh fuck it. We're fuck making it. Yeah. so much money. And the plebs will slop it, will it will eat anything, any slop we throw at them. So I mean, it just seems it's like they're dissing us, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like they could do better. I would even like HBO Discovery or something like that. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? I don't know how you get max. Like, and also I, I think it's gonna hurt them too if they call them masks. People aren't gonna know what they're watching. So like, you know, when it goes to downloading the app and stuff like yeah. that, they're not gonna be able to find an HBO, uh, HBO app. They're not gonna be able to find a discovery app. And they're gonna be like, you know, what's this max? So I feel like it's bad marketing and they're gonna have to figure that out. Cause if they do that, uh, I, I guess, I mean, and discovery plus is a great site and HBO max is a lot of great content too. But we also talked about how they had issues with the streaming before and yeah. the theatrical stuff. So this is also more ramifications of what they've gone through, you know, the merging and the selling it's, because of all the streaming stuff they did before instead of sending movies to theaters. So and it's I, just, I think, I, think I understand, you know, like how we get to this point because uh, one of the things I did in high school back in the 1970s was that I, I created a curriculum for teachers to yeah. teach students about international global finance and one of the main books that i read to create the study program was called global reach and it was written in the 1970s and it predicted that as companies started getting eaten up more and more by bigger companies that eventually there would be they they said there would be you know maybe 30 or 40 mega companies and i would argue that we're down to, in the entertainment business 90 percent of all content you watch is made by five companies every yeah. single thing that is the entertainment equivalent of north korea it's happening more and more and more. And these companies are all merging together and they blame like the pandemic. They said, well, Bullshit. you know, because there's less people going to theaters and stuff. We're not doing so well. So we're going to merge this one, this one. Okay. We got to sell this off. You know, it's like, oh, the, it's affected us so much. We can't do it together. And they made a lot of, a lot of packs during that time where they were like, okay, because of what was happening in theaters, now we can have some content go over here and stream over here. We can actually have some kind, con- you know, we'll get behind this movie now and they'll be helping out advertising. We've been doing a lot of yeah. that because of the pandemic. But I just, I just think this is, again, they're going to like, you're right. There's too many getting th- condensed down to like one or two. Like you have Disney is really like, they're too big as it is. And I feel like they'll just keep trying to grow too. And now you have Warner Brothers, you know, combining too. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a slippery slope and we need more comp- competition without competition. You don't have the best quality products. You just don't. It's well, why it's why it's encouraged, and it's you know it's why we work that way here in the United States. We thrive on competition. It's better. It makes us actually, but better products and try harder as opposed to being lazy and just giving you more reboots, which is happening these days. Reboot, reboot, reboot. The communization reboot. of it's the communization of media. Transformers nine, or was it eight or seven? I don't know, but you know, uh, forty seven. I came up with the title. What's that? F you. Because that's what they think about us. Like, F you. And in fact, you take F you. off. F you, you know. Or maybe you can just have a symbol like that, you know. I mean, I feel like that'd be great. It's almost like they're deliberately <laughs> rubbing our faces in it. It's like, we. this is what we're offering you. And we're going to charge you more for it. And it's going to be worse content. So suck it up, you know. F you sounds like a company in Idiocracy. Like, if they're, like, watching yeah. TV on that, that movie Idiocracy, like, oh, now on F you. But we're kind of headed that way sometimes, so it's interesting. Uh, another another story that came in here actually today, uh, which Laura and I were talking about briefly today, but Amy Robeck and TJ Holmes are temporarily pulled from Good Morning America. 
they're trying to figure out the next steps they should take in wake of a tabloid report revealing a personal relationship between the two anchors. Now, Goodwin announced, who's like one of the heads at, at Good Morning America, the move on ABC's Monday morning editorial, The Call. I want to say that while the relationship is not a violation of company policy, I really have taken the last few days to think about this and work through what I think is best for the ABC's, ABC News organization. Per a source who was on the call, these decisions are not easy. They are not knee-jerk, but they are necessary for the brand and for our priority, which you guys know are all of is are all of this. The people here at ABC. That's a weird quote, girl. Okay, uh, so yeah, it's to me. I, <clears throat> I I read this and I heard this and I said, okay, so it's not a violation of their policy. I guess that I guess the scandalous thing is is they're both still married, but they're separated from oh. their significant others. Yeah. And so since they're separated from their significant others, they're saying, okay, this shouldn't be happening. That's what they're saying at the news network. Uh-huh. But they they kind of made a mutual relationship based off of what they're both going through, you know, from their other bad marriages, pretty much, or what's falling apart. So that's why they said they're nervous at Good Morning America, so they're going to take them off the air for now, and they're going to deal with it later. But you hear this, Lauren, do you think if it doesn't violate anything, like, why do you think they should be addressing the situation? Or should they just, like, maybe... Being like, whatever, you know, you do in your personal life is your personal life. Well, I mean, I read Ronan Farrow's book, and um, these are the same companies that knew for years what Harvey Weinstein was doing, knew for years what Jeffrey Epstein was doing, and did nothing. These people are, as far as I know, there's no non-consensual stuff going on here. And they are running stories about puberty blockers for seven-year-olds, and they're going to take a high moral ground. <laughs> yep, now um, they're going to take one on yeah. this when it's just two people that are, and I think you were texting me earlier saying it's like it's two people that, you know, it's hard to even have any time to go dating. Uh, and also how, how you're in the public eye and stuff. It's tough, too, to find somebody. And here you work with somebody long hours and you, you know, yeah. And they say that the relationship didn't start until after. See, I think that's probably another thing they're worried or looking into. They said it didn't start until after each of them had left their significant others. And so they that's what they claim. So I, I don't know. They're going to do some kind of research in this. I just, I mean, I feel like it could have just turned your cheek on this. But they have, because like they've done a million times before. You're right. They knew people knew about Harvey Weinstein. People knew about him. It's just they just didn't want to deal with it, you know, and it wasn't a public thing. So yeah. They just let it happen behind closed doors. But this is a whole different thing, though. This is like, you know, two people, you know, finding themselves. Maybe they're meant to find each other after all this. Hopefully they weren't cheating on their significant others. But well, and, and the only and the thing is, is like I could I could understand <clears throat> taking a few days to like sort it out if okay, one of them was the CFO of the company and yes. the other one was an anchor or one was an anchor and another one was at craft services or, or then it did, becomes a power it, thing. There is yeah. a power hierarchy, right? And so even if it's not explicit, if you have implicit, right. Yeah. Um, then what it is, is like, let's get people in a room and talk about it. Like, is there coercion? Does everybody feel okay about it? And, and so even if there is an inequity in the power dynamic and I'm female, so like, you know, I mean, it's not always. Sometimes men get get sexually harassed at work, also yeah. by women or other men, and you know, and I, that's. But more often than not, the power dynamic is is that it's a male much higher up, and the woman that's that's in maybe a lower position. But even then, we work. You know, like 
they expect you to work more and more and more. They expect you to take work home. They expect you to work on the weekends. And then if you're in the public eye on top of it, are they, are, do people want to date me for the money? Do people that, you know, do they want to blackmail me? What, what, you know, and also marriages in the United States, I believe there is about a 52 to 55% divorce rate. Yep. It's so, very normal now. So now nobody's allowed to date anyone ever. It's, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't really understand what their, what their yeah. end game is. And meanwhile, they will run stories that are so socially corrosive and they're, you know, they're, they're sexualizing children and they're, and, and in between the news, they're running all this kind of horrible, right. Where it's nothing but murder, um, the degradation of humanity, um, relationship and murder or or this or whatever so if two people find each other and they're happy and man i sure want to know who those people's dentists are because their teeth are fabulous they're so <laughs> obviously yeah, happy. so it's like i don't think anybody's suffering here and and like yeah. what and it blow it out of proportion out of our business you're already taking all of our time right yeah so you don't deserve to tell us who to fuck i'm sorry mm. man fuck you yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, blowing this, like, into the public eye, too. Of course, it isn't a tabloid, but, I mean, people brush that stuff off all the time. They probably could just ignored it and then let it work itself out. And then if there was an issue with they couldn't work together because something happened, then you got to deal with that, you know? Right. But that's what two people work, you know, coming together in a work environment, you know, that's something that bridge they might cross or it just doesn't work out. And now you, it affects your job. That's why it's tough to date anybody in the workplace. Now it's not. A violation of their contract to do that so is it overreach now for them reaching in uh, that's a good question because i feel like they should be able to they're adults they're human beings they, they should be able to making kind of decision they want when it comes to their relationship that shouldn't affect the company but i guess they see scandal for me i would think this would be like one of those things where it'd be good for the company actually it's like america's couple now you know telling you the news and good morning from america's couple i think i feel like that's a good thing for them more than a bad thing and not know. only that, if I, was, if I was running their marketing, yeah, um, I would <laughs> uh, I would do two things. I would I would post them as a a postmodern couple that found love. And what I would also do is have us after after we run that publicity campaign, we do a sit down with the two of them with another journalist from ABC to talk about the difficulties. You both are technically still married. You're in a workplace environment. Yeah. How do you navigate that? So not only can it be a marketing boon, but it can also be a teaching moment and also sensitize the fact that there are people that might be being hurt by this relationship and to acknowledge their pain, to publicly acknowledge the difficulty yeah. and to give those people, you know, maybe they're happy to see the backs of them, you know, or maybe they they're heartbroken. I don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is that we're never going to know now because they've missed an opportunity. And then once you've done this and shit the bed, now how do you come it's back? You can't, right. they, they should just internally dealt with it. Like you're saying, they should have dealt with it, talked to the spouses, worked it out, figured it out. If they find out if this is like something that's like real or if it's just a fling, I mean, you know, that thing, it could just be a fling too. Go. And they said it's a mutual relationship, which what does that even mean? You know, it's like, oh, so it's just, maybe it's just something because they're both hurting. So they're just, you know, doing it. But that thing, now it's all dirty laundry out in the air. There's no way of really grappling with it unless they become, America's couple, like I said, then you can spin it that way. That's, that's the only way. It, that's a they great might have, point. It could yeah. be a rebound relationship. And if they just kept their fucking mouth shut, 
Yeah. And they would have worked through it. Okay. It's been three months. You don't throw me as much as you used to. Let's go back to being colleagues. And then if there was an issue or one of them got all stalkery and weird, then this comes out with it. Then this comes out. Then you have the internal, you know, or like internal investigation and you figure it out, you know, and then you replace somebody or, or they replace both people, which could happen too, you know? So, and they might want to brush their hands of it. This reminds me when you were talking about too, the morning show, I don't know if you ever watched that, but that's kind of like the morning show was a higher up though. And a news anchor and what happened there, because then it became about power and became about the boss and the me too kind of stuff too. You know, it's like, it doesn't sound like a Matt Lauer situation. It doesn't, it doesn't. No, it sounds like this has just been blown out of proportion, but you know, we'll see. Well, you know, if something crazy happens, we'll update everybody about it. But it's definitely something spinning around the news cycle today, which is very wow. interesting. Like I, I think I was, if I was in charge, I'd be like, let's just not talk about this and let's give it a little bit of time and see what happens. But you know, call me too. If you want me in charge, I'm down. Anyways, what do you think about it? Let us know. And uh, we're going to move on to, so we did start doing this. I'm kind of tweaking this a little bit, calling it uh, not just trailer talk, but trailer talk is going to change to trailer trash or treasure. That's what we're going with right now. So the question is, when we watch this, is it trailer trash or is it treasure? Now, this is something that I think Lauren's going to say trash, but here we go. It's really hard to look back on it. Uh Oh, did it go away? It did. Oh, it went away. There we go. How about that? What on earth happened? You hear that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world. She's becoming a royal rock star. Everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories. There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's agendas. It's about hatred. It's about (laughs) race. It's a dirty game. Pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution, this feeding frenzy. I realized they're never going to protect you. I was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself. No one knows the full truth. We know the full truth. We know the full truth. Do you know? I saw this new trailer came out and I thought of you right away. (laughs) Um, um, You know, I mean, it it, it literally makes my stomach sick, right? So there's so many things wrong with this. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) You believe that, you know, the institution is the problem, you know? It's always always somebody else's problem. These are professional (laughs) victims. Just keep in mind, Prince Harry... And his grifter wife, he was born into royalty, the most privileged, wealthy family probably on the face of the earth. She pretended to be white until 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Academy Award winning role on Suits. Here's what Harry doesn't understand. He's being gaslit like hell. Okay, because some of those stills that you saw, those black and white stills, yeah. somebody, uh, and I, I honestly, I, I, I try to remember this so that I can shout them out, but there was a journalist that took those stills and they said, these things look really familiar, right? And I was thinking the same thing, but I couldn't figure it out. 
And some journalists went through the archives. Okay, she has studied Princess Diana down to her head tilt, the way she dresses, the way she Mm -hmm. talks, and she's basically creating this super or this super Oedipal complex. Okay. And Harry, and then the thing where they're sitting on the lawn, looking at each other, playing guitar and where they're putting their noses together. That's out of John and Yoko's 1971 bed in, in Toronto. They're just recreating these scenes for it to make them look like they're so happy and love. That's it. Iconic images. And behind the scenes, there are people talking about how Harry is starting to go, mm, right? Because now he's got two kids with this person. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's, you know. And no- unless, you know, they want to go all Paris in a tunnel, he's going to have to deal with her for tunnel. a long time. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you how it is. I'm a royalist. I, yeah. From the time I was a child, I could never understand and was completely furious that we didn't have a queen. Okay, right there. John yeah, look Yoko, it up. That's 1974 from Walls and Bridges <laughs> when John Lennon and Yoko Ono were separated for a year and a half. She chose his concubine and sent them to L.A. to get him his wild oats out. And then she told him when he could come back. Elton John hooked them up and madison square garden concert and that's the damn picture they took they're just recreating all of this there is nothing about these people that are real it's a lie not only that but the the royal family of britain may have sat on the throne when really bad shit happening and you know like colonialism which you know, yes, there were very bad elements of it, but it also gave them water supplies, agricultural systems, roads, medicine. So, you know, it's a trade-off. Um, and everyone was doing it. Everyone in those days. It isn't like today. People judge history by what happened two weeks ago. You can't do that. We've evolved through tens and hundreds of thousands of years, right? So what we did centuries ago is, it, you know, we've learned from it, hopefully, Right. We would hope, you know, we would hope we'd learn from it. Right. That's what we should be always looking back and learning from history. Well, I mean, this woman cal- was in a, in a calculated way. And the rumor is, and it is just rumor, but the rumor is, is that she first went after Andrew and he wasn't interested. No, I didn't hear that. There's a lot of things I hear from people who are involved directly in the royal family. And it's not that I know them personally. It's that I listen to their podcasts. I read their books. The Real Diana. There's a book called The Real Diana. And it was written by Lady Colin Campbell, who used, whose family sat the, the throne of Jamaica. It's a, it's a Commonwealth country. Her family, uh, she she was actually, interestingly, born intersex and was raised as a boy until she was 18. But she sat on the throne, the, you know, she they were part of the British royal family. Yeah. And she is an insider into the royal family. She's written many books about the royal family. And she wrote the book called The Real Diana. Oh, okay. Meghan Markle probably read that book so often it disintegrated in her hands because she took every single thing that Diana did to get attention. And I love Diana. Don't get me wrong. But she isn't exactly what people think she is. Okay, Mm -hmm. she was actually more blue blood maybe than the royals because she's from the ancient Spencer family. Right. 
She was trained to be nothing but a royal. And that's what she did. That's what she was, yeah. That's right. But what she did do was told Charles, she gaslit the hell same way Megan's gaslit, allegedly gaslighting Harry, which is that she made him think that she was down with all the, oh, sure, I want to sit in, in the middle of a frozen, you know, Scottish swamp, you know, fly fishing with you for three weeks. She wanted mm-hmm. to be at Studio 54. She wanted to be at the Royal Ballet um, and, and hanging out backstage with Baryshnikov, who was a good friend of hers. And as soon as the ring, as soon as they put a ring on it, she was off and was she done. fucked many people uh, while she was still married to Charles. And (laughs) I believe that Charles may have had affairs, but he did not have one with Camilla Parker Bowles when they were married because Camilla Parker Bowles is also royal. And for generations, they are trained on royal protocol. And if you're going to dip your wit or let someone else do so into your (laughs) into your inkwell, you have to be super careful and you never, you never, this is why Catherine, um, Catherine, Princess Catherine is an exception, but usually why royals don't mix with commoners, they don't mix their blood with commoners because commoners do not, even the most rigorous amongst us could not dream of a world where from cradle to grave, every minute of your life is is planned years in advance and unless you're literally dying you get your ass out there and you work for the british people you live in the lap of luxury and you're there to serve the people not the other way around megan was mad because she didn't get paid for royal duties and also they're putting a lid on it because the royal family aren't trailer trash but the bullying complaints that were were lodged against Meghan Markle from the palace staff in every royal house up and down Britain was insane. And when she that Africans danced in the streets when she married Harry, the Africans, black Africans are coming out saying that never happened. And danced she, in the streets. I didn't even hear that one. <laughs> oh, this woman is a shameless grifter. Right. There's well, things so funny. I, know, I know plenty about her. I, I love even, her. Even Harry said this is a dirty game when he was talking about well, it. Well, the dirty just... game is the one they're playing. That's the and dirty I... game. Knowing <laughs> that your grandmother has advanced bone cancer and has just lost her 95-year-old husband. And these people, and what has just come out in the British press, I don't know if it's in the American presses yet, these two are going down. This is their last hurrah because what Charles There's two volumes. There's two volumes. I was like, what? So what Charles said when, 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 when Her Majesty, before she died, asked Charles to please stop being so harsh with her son that he's just trying, you know, that he's just misguided. He said, mommy, they call me almost daily for money. I am not a bank. I am their father. I'm his father. I'm not their bank. And they were hitting up the queen for money. Where is all of this Netflix money? Where's all the Spotify money? It's gone or or it's not as much as people say are thinking yeah, it is. It, it might not be, or they might just disappear. For money, constantly they're, grifting for money. They're always looking for a new project. So what's going to be next? You know, if the Spotify thing's done, they got that money. They got this. 
uh, we're going to have to see. I think the saga will continue. That's for sure. Yes, and I think as they get older, it. too, <laughs> we'll, you know, well, we'll see what kind of grave that Harry has dug himself into as they get older. And I think he I think maybe later on he's going to regret some of these decisions he's doing. But only time will tell. He's regretting and, uh, it now. Trust me. Sometimes he sometimes when you see him, if you actually just watch and not listen and you see them publicly they have their masks. You're an actor. You know this. It's a mask, yeah. right? Public personas are masks. And every once in a while, you can see the absolute bewilderment and despair in his eyes, you know? And um, I, I, I mean, I don't feel bad for him because he's an adult and he could go back anytime he wanted to, but he's probably trapped because of his kids. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens too. You know, you're married and you have kids. Sometimes you don't, you can't step away or you just, you want to, it keeps you obligated, which you know, you care about the kids, so it's it can be great, but it can also be detrimental to his life too. So, right. And if they don't spill all the beans, then Netflix will sue them for holding back. And if they've shot their wad, this is the money shot. The porn flicks over, bitches. This what might are you be it do now. Only time will tell. That's in right. the never-ending saga of Meghan and Harry. <laughs> what do you think? Leave us some comments. Another thing that kind of came up today uh, is Lady Gaga's dog napper was sentenced to 21 years in prison here's gaga with her with her dog james howard jackson pleaded no contest to one count of attempted murder jackson and others drove around hollywood on february 24th 2021 looking for french bulldogs before encountering gaga's dog walker ryan fisher who was 41 years old jackson shot fisher during the robbery near sunset boulevard during which two of the dogs were taken and the pop star's dogs were returned two days later by a woman who claimed she had found them tied to a pole. Authorities said that Lady Gaga's connection was a coincidence and that the singer's pets were not targeted due to her celebrity status. But Fisher lost part of a lung, and about a month after the crime, he posted on Instagram that he was recovering and it is going well. So 21 years this guy got, and they're just targeting stealing dogs, and apparently they're saying that it was his mother was the one who tried to return the dogs. And then because Lady Gaga put out there like, I'll give you a $500,000 reward. No questions asked. You just return my dogs. So then the mom decided to take the dogs and try to do one under or over on her, you know, it didn't work out. They found out it was him. I know like she's facing charges, I guess. His stepfather's facing charges. He's got 21 years in jail. Lauren, do you think this is, um, you think it's a lot or do you think that it's actually like too little? of a charge for this attempted murder got off easy i would i would have been life in prison and 21 years for the mother and the stepfather uh i mean look you know we've got to start drawing some lines here seriously yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean that's it's a lot to go in like even if you're you're if you're trying to steal dogs shouldn't be doing that but if you steal and you have the intent of like shooting someone you're gonna shoot someone over their dogs for like ransom like there's something wrong with this person and 21 years, I heard this, and I was like, I'm like, oh, this, well, because maybe because the guy lived, if he would have been actually dead, it wasn't attempted murder, it was actually murder, maybe it would have been life. Well, but I do, I, I do know. hope that he has a, um, I do hope he has grip problems so that he drops the soap in the shower on a regular basis. <laughs> he might, <laughs> he might. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm happy she got her dogs back. This yeah, is sad. I'm happy this guy's still alive, but it sounds like, 
It impacted his life for sure, Fisher. Oh my God, he got shot in the lung. His life is never going to be the same. They took somebody who was just out, and and I know the neighborhood. It's a nice neighborhood. Well, it used to be, and um, and uh, just walking the dogs, and and you and your life is changed by some scumbag. You know, frankly, it's like good riddance. I mean, I mean, I'm a death penalty supporter. I I would. I mean, he doesn't deserve the death penalty because the guy lived. But I would certainly support life in jail with parole after 30 years, maybe. Yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised it was only 21 years. But again, yeah. I guess because he didn't die. But this is still one of those stories where I was surprised that they actually found the guy. But it makes sense because he was sloppy, you know, sending his mom in. And then, <laughs> what are you thinking? You think that's going to go over? You think she's because Lady Gaga said no questions asked. Oh, bitch, please. They're going to ask questions, you know. especially with celebrities that have endless (laughs) amounts of money and uh Mm. i mean i had to call just as an aside i had to call the fbi about a a um a uh fraud that's going on in the entertainment business and um and normally something like this would be like okay well we'll take your statement and we'll look into it but they transferred me to dc and the person said well, if you have time, could you tell me a little more about it? I mean, it's interesting, you know, Hollywood and the entertainment. And I mean, <laughs> talking to this FBI agent for like 30 minutes. Which We're having fun talking to you about Hollywood, huh? Because it's celebrities, <laughs> right? So, and Lady Gaga is one of the most famous and wealthy people on earth. And her parents are enormously wealthy. I mean, she yeah. lives in that in that crazy Gotham building in she's... New York with the gargoyles and all that. I mean, she's like super royalty she, yeah. of, of New and York. And she went from she went from just writing songs for like Britney Spears back in the day to like holding on to her best material to make her own songs too, yeah. and then becoming the icon that she is. I mean, I would say she's almost like Madonna level, you know, for like the impact she's had on music and the influence. And, you know, some, and then of course, like on culture and society, her costumes again are a lot like the Kermit the Frog dress. That's the one I think of all the time. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's wild. But but 500,000 bucks is a drop in a bucket for, I think. And to get her dogs back, it worked. It worked. You got her back and actually got the guy. So 21 years. I'm sure glad she got the dogs back. And I'm sure glad that. His, his cellmate Bubba's going to have a nice 21 years ahead of him. Yeah. And the other guy, not so much. So there, mm-hmm. there, you know, in, in jail, um, the, the one thing I was told was that even murderers and hard, hardcore, you know, people do not like it when you harm children or animals, unless oh, yeah. they're like pure psychopaths. Like they will target you if you go after kids or animals, you know? Look at Dahmer. We were talking before. He didn't last long, you know, no. they killed him off too. Yeah. That's kind of how it goes. Sandwich that one, I believe. Yeah. People I, get they like basically take his entire face off or something. Yeah, I think they carved him up, and the way yeah. they showed it, the way they showed it, and because the guy killed him with a weight set. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah, they they and the way they depicted it in the show was just graphic too. It was really freaking graphic. Um, of course, that's how Ryan it was Murphy like does. That it. HBO show Oz back in the day where they did that gritty prison drama and some. Yeah. I don't know what possessed me to watch that series, but I did. The acting was great, but it was great. brutal. And one that one of the things that they did was in the gym, and I I I don't know if it was before or after Dahmer, but what they did was that they they actually literally like stigmated the guy to the ground of the gym with like knives in his palms and then they just i think i believe they just like beat him to death with with weights yeah it was very yeah i mean well you know like 
you do that kind of stuff and and what do you think is going to happen as a result i mean even murderers go after you that's true yeah it's it's uh you can't you can't do that and look what happened i said dumber and he got what was coming to him in a way and it's you know it's you never want to see someone die like that but also like someone like that is pretty you know but I think people just go, hmm, okay, moving on, you know, as we are moving on, uh, this came into the news again too, which I, I laughed about when I saw this and I knew it was coming, but Amber Heard wants a new trial. She wants a new trial. <laughs> she said that this should not be allowed to stand and undoubtedly will have a chilling effect on other women who wish to speak their mind about abuse involving powerful men. She said this case also should never have gone to trial because another court had already concluded that Depp abused Heard on multiple occasions. The 68-page brief on the applicant reads, After Depp filed the case, the United Kingdom High Court of Justice ruled in a separate def defamation, defamation act that brought Johnny Depp forward as Heard's abuser. And allegations were true according to that UK trial. And... They called him a wife beater. Now, flash forward to what we had, where we had the actual jury trial here, and you see Amber go up on the stand and with her crocodile tears and a complete different perspective how she had in this London one. She's saying, well, the London one said he's a wife beater. So this this jury can't say he's not a wife beater because the London one said he's a wife beater. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, also, how are you such a cold-hearted bitch? In the London one, and then here you're crying like a little baby. I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? It's 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 such bad acting in this trial. Mm -hmm. It was such bad acting, and there were so many great clips online that came afterwards. Yeah. And so, oh, and so many great. I mean, I was glued my TV watching this every day. <laughs> it was it was it was hilarious, and to see people's stories change, and even to hear about like her friend being like, "Oh yeah, she probably cheated on Johnny, probably like forty or something like that times." sneaking guys in and out of the apartment when he wasn't there sneaking girls in i mean it was a lot of stuff that she was doing and then he i mean i don't think he was an angel but you know no. when you when you look at all the facts it doesn't line up to what she was saying and no. that jury knew that that jury knew that like johnny won that fair and square that judge in the uk he didn't want to hear it and also that judge in the uk the it was about a um defamation act because of a, an article right the sun times so yep. the judge his nephew ran the Sun Times. Yeah, is that not a conflict of interest right there? So and so and and they wouldn't they didn't change the judge out even though he had a conflict of interest. And then she wins. All right, she wins because again, this is the Me Too thing. A lot of times, that's how it's gone. Like the woman, you know, the person who says happened, that people agree. But then her facts just started. They didn't line up. And Johnny was good to fight this. I think, Lauren, do you believe that? Johnny Depp beat her in, broke her nose, busted both her eyes, pushed her down some stairs, and then she went <laughs> to the late show and looked fine. <laughs> well, if he did, then it was in retaliation for her cutting his fucking finger off, but I don't think he did it. I mean, do I think that in heated fights when she kept pushing him physically and beating on him that maybe pushed her or, or pushed her off of him yeah. or whatever? Yes, I don't I'm think he was a saint. And is he a saint? No. I mean, I love him as an actor, but I I would rather never have sex again than to have a partner that would pass out drunk like that every night. It's sickening. It's right? a lot. 
It's but what was she doing too? They, but here's she was drinking. something that's really, people need to understand. And I cannot believe that any lawyer worth their salt would take Amber Heard's case. Because first of all, the defamation case is not a criminal case. There is a completely different standard. Okay. Yeah. In in a def, in a non in a in a civil lawsuit, which is what this was, um, the the preponderance of the evidence uh, is you believe that maybe it happened, like fifty one percent, right? Uh, and with the Me Too furor before a bunch of people started coming up, like lying about it. Now I'm female and I've had bad stuff happen to me. I've had family members and friends who have had really bad stuff happen to them from domestic abuse to rape, to kidnapping, all kinds of crazy shit. I'm 62 years old and I lived a, a wild life. So you can imagine that I've been around people that have had a lot of shitty stuff happen to them. And a lot of them were women and I am not dismissing yeah. that. Okay. But what not I am telling you is that because men often are physically stronger and because men generally speaking have more money and more power and positions of power, the way women fight back is like, okay, I'll fuck your career. I'll fuck your reputation. Okay. Yeah, that can I'll happen. Just lie about you. And that's what I believe happened here in a, in a criminal trial where like, I mean, this was like, they were talking about abuse here, like physical criminal abuse. It's a different standard. And while yeah. it may have been technically a civil trial and not a criminal case where Johnny Depp could have gone to jail the only thing that was being discussed in in the British courts was whether there was def, whether that article rose to the level of provable def, uh, defamation. Yeah, it was a different different. It was a different, different trial. There was more on the line here. This right, and it and wasn't I against her. Say, it was against the paper. It wasn't against her. This was against her. Right. This was against her personally. And then what that led to was there she had been arrested and convicted of domestic violence to one of her girlfriends. Um, when she, after she was separated, she denied from Johnny. Yes. She denied it, but it's, you know, okay. Okay. <laughs> I know, Jan. but there's definitely police reports. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. people did go to the police and then you saw there wasn't a mark on her after that. And then when she was separated from Depp and was dating Elon Musk, they were only dating a few weeks and they're coming out of a, a, a hotel or something. And he's all scratched up and fucked up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, and he was paying, a, I, I think that, I think that it's true that he was paying for a defense or there was certainly talk that he was. I know he gave, I know he gave her money. It. Yeah. But that, oh, 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 I know what he did. He was, he, he, he paid for the pledge. Right. He, he, she <laughs> pledged and he donated. Yeah. And, um, but she pledged the money. And I sure hope he didn't <laughs> donate the sperm to give that spawn a child oh. to abuse. I mean, this kid, I mean, think about, think about being the child of Amber Heard or Meghan Markle. Just if you want to make yourself like, think about what that's like for a minute. Yeah, today's episode is very much about relationships. It is about <laughs> relationships and how you better be careful who you have relationships with because there's especially, and it's not just for women anymore. Like it used to be the, the advice that we'd get as women back in the day was, 
you know, always marry up, or at least if you're going to marry lateral or down, make sure that they're very kind and very loving and very supportive, right? If you're not going to, yeah. if you're not going to get the money and the perks out of it, at least have somebody who isn't a complete dick, right? Yeah. But now it's like the guys need to be careful too, because I'm telling you, man, guys are, guys are wired different. Like if they get in a fight, they'll go like, uh, and the other one will go, uh, they go, uh-uh, yeah, and then it's bang, bang, bang. And three hours later, they're sitting laughing their asses off having a beer. Women, yeah, you fuck a woman over and they'll go, oh, yeah, sister is for life. And they will they will find a way to fuck your career. <laughs> I'm taking his, I'm taking her down. Later, right? <laughs> I mean, there is a, but, but that's the, that's the mechanisms that we had to use when we had no power, right? The only way yeah. you could do it was sort of like, uh look just, but this was just very i mean I, I believe like a lot of these things people coming forward i believe stuff but when the facts were and initially when i heard this i'm like johnny did that and then but then once you put all the facts on the table like you have to judge it based off the facts and what she was saying was outrageous it was too far and the tmz thing actually setting up so the tmz's there and taking pictures of you know i'm the, the bruise is gonna be on this eye and you know she's definitely is definitely trying to ruin his career you know, and he'd already lost because of this. He lost the Fantastic Beast, which we talked about before. He lost that show and he still got paid for it, but he wasn't in the movie. And then he also lost, you know, the Pirates movies, which you're still talking about that. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't go back to. So if you look at a case like this defamation case, yes, she definitely ruined his career. And it was and she was trying to with that open up and. And then up and to it's like even that she's like, well, it wasn't meant to be doing that. I'm like, come on. You were talking about Johnny. You were talking about Johnny. You were screaming to the heavens that he did all these things to you. And all these people are saying this isn't true. Yeah. So, and just, just the, out, the outlandishness of it. Some of it, like I said, the one where she was, she went on uh, James Corbin and she was supposed to just have this big brutal effect. And she was broken nose and swollen and her cheek was busted and black eyes. And, and it's, and it looks, she looked fine. So it's like. I've had you, those injuries, not from being beaten up but from an accident and you look like you've, you've been used as a basketball on the pavement by day two, by like about day two. I mean, and even after day one, it's all starting to swell oh, yeah. and it's, it's not good. Right. There's and no makeup artist and say that this isn't just about Amber Heard. This is about these assholes that canceled Johnny Depp before they even, even listened to part of the story. These movie yeah. companies, these uh, me so-called media outlets, the I, news is is a stretch now uh, to call anything that's on the TV as news anymore. You know, you've got to be, you've got to have half of your brain sucked out through your ears to believe most <laughs> of it. And the thing of it is, is that like, like she could have talked all day long if they had said, okay, you know what? We're going to wait and see if this thing is going to trial. It's full steam ahead because, hey, Remember that innocent till proven guilty thing before cancel culture happened? That's it. That should still be a thing. Decided that they could decide, never having met you before, that you're guilty of something that some nutcase puts on, you know, Instagram or Twitter, and and they're going to get mobs to come and attack you. But people that are running multi-billion-dollar corporations. They abuse Johnny Depp just as much. And that's why I'm so adamantly opposed to him going back to do Captain Jack again, as much as I would love it, because I love those he's movies. So, because it's so great. going back to your abuser. It's, yeah. And I mean, even for 300 million? Yes. <laughs> because you know what? $300 million, but 
Look at what they put this guy through. Yeah. And who knows what he would have been offered. The one good thing that I think comes out of this, though, is that maybe people take a second to think before they judge, especially with these Me Too things. It's like get all the facts out there before you make a decision and don't just say someone's guilty before you have an opportunity to hear their side of the story, because that's what he needed. And that's what this whole trial was about. And once everyone heard his side, I would say the majority of people that I know believe him. And of course, we don't think I don't think anybody thinks he's an angel, but I mean, they're not her. He's not her. She's she's definitely just trying to take advantage of him. And it's unfortunate. He's it's a unfortunate. mess and she's malicious. And there's it's, a difference. Being a mess, you can still be a sweetheart and be a mess. But if you're malicious, like you just have dark intentions. You're just a bad person. And there I mean, defamation. Clearly, there is something really there. There's something missing up there in her head, man. For real. But the story is going to continue because we'll see what happens with this appeal. I don't think she has a chance, but you know, maybe some more interesting TV is coming our way. We'll sure. find out. Yeah. Maybe we can do some live stream of that if they actually go to court. Oh, we'll absolutely. see what happens. That could we'll be fun. Do, we'll, <laughs> what, what, what is it? A uh, we we can we can you know do commentary, goggle box or something. Yeah. Well, it's going on. We'll see. We'll follow the story. What does everybody think out there? Let us know. Leave some comments. And now it's time. For a scent of musk. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying this is, that I have all the answers here. They got a couple of things that are more than a scent, but we're getting some musk news. The first one that I want to talk about, I, I read this and it's about yay. <laughs> yay. yay. Yay calls musk a genetic hybrid. <laughs> and he says, and I quote, am I the only one who thinks Elon could be half Chinese? Have you ever seen his pics as a child? Take a Chinese genius and mate them with a sole African supermodel and we have an Elon. He wrote, I say an Elon because they probably made 10 to 30 Elons and he's the first genetic hybrid that stuck. Well, let's not forget about Obama. (laughs) (laughs) And And then Elon said this. I take that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) A boss. I I just, I saw this and I just laughed. I'm like a genetic hybrid. And he's probably the the 30th one or something like that. 30th generation clone. Yep. That finally figured it out. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Elon had a chip. It would surprise me if he is a 30th generation clone. Yeah, know? that would surprise I mean, that me would too. Be a surprise. I'm not going to lie. That would be a surprise. Even I, I just love how he just rolls the punches though. He just like says, yeah, I take it as a compliment. He just kind of laughs about it. Cause what else can you do? And he wrote that on Instagram because he couldn't tweet it. So he wrote it on Instagram yeah. and uh, because he shut off Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> He's like, Zuckerberg, help me out. I had to say something out there about Elon. Now I got to talk trash about Elon, but it kind of backfired on him a little bit. I mean, the thing <laughs> of it is, is that, I mean, clearly, here's the here's the really fucked up thing about Kanye, or yay, is that, um, first of all, he's one of the only rappers I can stand their music. And yeah. it, it's not the only one. 
And then, and, and it's not that I listen to it all the time or even listen to it a little bit, but when I'm around people that love that kind of music, I'm like, okay, if you're going to subject me to this, would you at least put Kanye West on and not the new stuff the <laughs> before he went insane and decided he was Jesus or whatever it is. He thinks he is now. Um, yeah. I keep saying he's the next president of the United States. He keeps saying now he's the next president of the United States in his head. And (laughs) I'm sure he believes that the thing is, is like, I, I, I'm not trying to double down or anything, but I, I actually do feel a little sorry for this guy because he's clearly mentally ill and he's clearly Mm. very talented and, 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 and talent and mental illness. They, they're, they're not married, but they're dating, you know, almost any really truly visionary person, whether they're famous or not, uh, there is a little bit of that madness there, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely some madness there with this guy. (laughs) And he drank the gallon bottle of crazy, right? Yeah. Um, And here's the bad part though. There are some things, not the Jew thing, but some some things that he's saying that are actually true. And oh, this is Lord where here. I start to wonder. We may whether, have lost. Oh, there she is. Whether it's not Kanye, whether it's not Elon, that is some kind of a clone or hybrid or some kind of plant. But I'm starting to wonder, like, what, like, is Kanye actually knowingly or unknowingly being used to destroy the Republican Party, right? Because I mean, maybe how maybe you destroy a political party. You how do you destroy a movement? You do, you infiltrate, you pretend to be one of them, and then you divide and conquer, and you sow seeds of dissension. Right? This did happen in the Democratic Party. There were there were Asian provocateurs that came into the Democratic Party. I want to say somewhere in the late 80s or early, there was a big deal about this. And I was a Democratic fundraiser at the time. And I I, I helped run political action committees for, it wasn't like specifically Democrat, Democrat candidates, but the issues that we were concerned with, um, yeah. mostly Democrats and a few Republicans supported, like gay marriage and the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment for Women, which by the way, has never been passed. Um, People think it has. It is not. We're well, that's what happens because people assume that it's just normal already. Like it's normalized. So it's like, oh, it must right. be a law. Right. But it isn't. And so that's how that's how people can blame the Supreme Court for Roe v. Wade going away and all that. But because because the Equal Rights Amendment was never passed, all of the things that's coming home to roost that you're blaming modern day Republicans for that was a failure of the Democrats and the civil rights movements and the feminist movements not to work together instead of uh, working at cross purposes. And they, if they had had three more states to vote yes on the ERA, all of the stuff would be codified and it could never be touched, right? The yeah, fact that it. it didn't, women do not have bodily autonomy. And now we're doubling down even further and saying, I actually saw an advert the other day saying that we it was a it was some kind of a gynecological clinic. And I I wish that I could remember where the hell I saw this, but they actually had an advert that said. We provide safe, legal and affordable abortions for all genders. Okay. oh, (laughs) for all genders. Um. <laughs> and this is how 
men have co-opted women yet again. Right? Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. I think it goes, it's slippery. <laughs> it's it's slippery. Goes, it goes deep, it's deep dive. Kanye and Kanye, like, and Kanye makes us bomb. take it there. Kanye is a time bomb, you know? I and, want to, um, he's mental. <laughs> I want to say one more thing about Elon while we're here though, too, because uh, Elon is apparently uh, talking about what's next for Twitter. And he said, buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app. But he has expressed interest in making a worldwide social media platform modeled after WeChat, which is owned by the Chinese technology giant Tencent. Now, in China, WeChat is used by more than a billion people as an all-in-one social media app, instant messaging, and mobile payment app. Used to order food, hail cabs, and find news. It is sewn into the fabric of daily life in China. So Mr. Musk has said that if enough people worldwide use a similar app to communicate, it would establish a payment system as well. And he thinks that it's, uh, an app like this would be really useful. And just the utility of sort of a spam-free thing could make comments and videos and everything is just so connected. He thinks it's the most important content creators to have a revenue share by using this app. So the idea is he's saying, I'm going to buy, I bought Twitter to make this everything app. We can tweet, you can comment, you can pay for things, you can leave people reviews and get a cab. Uh, I didn't know that existed in China. That's interesting. But I don't know how an app works for tweeting too, but also ordering food. I, to me, it seems jumbled. It seems like you're trying to do too much. It sounds like you'd have almost like a web page. I don't, I don't know. What do you think about this, Lauren? Do you think that that's what Twitter's going to be, an everything app? Well, that's what I said a week or two ago he was doing. And, and I know you were talking about it. Now here he is coming out. It's it's probably going to happen and it's going to be the end of, of any human autonomy. Uh -oh. The thing about WeChat <laughs> is that um, the WeChat app in China is what's used to calculate people's social credit scores. And if your credit oh. score falls below a certain point, you're locked out of everything, including your own apartment, food, trains, everything. And and if you're no. homeless, it's illegal to be homeless in China. So they, they lost Lauren can't. for a second. Yeah, oh. this this uh, X project is just fascinating to me. And the fact that, you know, you can have an all in one project or, or app, it's it's pretty crazy to me. Um, yeah. But I, I saw I lost you for a second there, Lauren. But yeah, it's um, yeah. Continue. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, well, I mean, it's just that's what they're calculating the social credit scores in China. And if you fall below a certain, you know, credit number, uh, you're locked out of your apartment. You can't buy food. You can't ride the subway. You can't travel. And if they lower your score enough, um, you're homeless and it's illegal to be homeless in China. So they put you in concentration camps. And that's why Apple is, is has announced that they're probably pulling out of China. Um, because of this kind of situation in China is getting worse and worse. It's, it's like, like, look, man, I, I mean, the, the thing is, is I love what Elon Musk is doing in terms of, of exposing the deep, deep levels of corruption of the United States government against its own people, just like basically every other country's government. Uh, and I, I think that on that level, it's good. But when you start in the same way, if you've got five companies um, creating 90% of the content you see, uh, and you start distilling down into the everything app, and it would have been okay until it comes to the money, right? So yeah. once you integrate everything you look at, you everything that. you communicate, oh, it's easy. 
I mean, the Chinese have been doing I guess it your forever. Bank accounts would be kind of attached to it, I guess. Bank accounts. Well, all and I you guess do is add Cash App. You add. I, I mean, I use yeah. I use Cash App, but it's underwritten by BlackRock, which is the largest investment firm on the face of the earth, and they're involved in everything. And but they, everyone uh, would have to have this app, then it'd be like a thing that every right, United my, States has my it. My and they, fear is, is that once they hook you in financially with content that you consume and create look we're on we're on uh, x app and we say something that the powers that be don't like and now we've we're funneling all of our money through the cash app and we're buying stocks and, and i and, and we're buying bitcoin and we're doing all this stuff not only can they shut off your your twitter they can shut off your bank account. They can confiscate your Bitcoin because now Bitcoin isn't free anymore either. So if people think that you're going to go and buy Bitcoin or gold or something and you're going to be outside of the monetary system, you won't because everything you buy is being tracked. And now with the with this X app, it's going to make it easier for for the government to just come after you, you know, so. I mean, I love Elon Musk's creativity and I love his vision. And I think that because he has a, a mild Asperger's, uh, I think that in his mind, he's probably his his mindset is just so visionary and positive and future driven that he and, and I know he understands that there's a lot of bad shit going on in the world. And I think that he thinks that as long as he or the companies that he runs can control what happens with the everything app, the X app. Um, yeah. In theory, it's great. In practice, look, communism sounds fantastic. The, the communist manifesto sounds great. <laughs> you start living in it. <laughs> but to me right. too, it's like he, he already has PayPal. So it's like he created PayPal. So he's already done that endeavor where he's like, okay, I conquered money. Now I'm going to take social media and then I have technology. Let's combine it all into one, which kind of makes sense. Like, Put your home in line, you know, put everything you have yeah. into one spot. It makes sense. I just don't like, I guess it just would have to be integrated. And if everyone was doing, I could see it being something that could be good. Maybe it'd be easier to communicate with people. But then again, do you even need phone numbers at that time, at that point, you know? Because they'll put, be, the, put the Neuralink in your head and, and, the, and it's run on the X app. Yeah. You just say, Hey, I just want to. It is all of his Starlink systems, the Tesla controls, the rocketry, the Neuralink the X app, which is starting out as social media, but it's all going to get combined. And I said this week, you know, a couple of weeks ago that my, what I think is, you know, and look, if we were all much more evolved as human beings individually as a group, and if our governments weren't completely corrupted and self-serving, which they are, um, then if, if we had elevated as a group and evolved mentally and spiritually and physically to the point where where the hive mind was not a, it was not a threatening thing, but it was more like a can't we all just get along utopia. But what yeah. this feels like is a technological utopia that is doomed to either fail or create a dystopian future that would make squid games look like Club Med. <laughs> I'm going to take the opposite side. It might be it might be amazing though too. It might be something that if it's not abused, where it will make life easier. Yeah, and the technology is cool. The technology is cool, but I just don't know how to, you know, with where he wants to go. Like I said, that chip, I'm not sure about that chip. I don't know about like that surgery. And then integrating that with this, like, I guess if you make it so we could just, but then we're becoming robots almost, right? If we're getting integrated with technology like this, then we 
eventually that's what it become. Download your brain. Now you can communicate with just like a thought as opposed to pulling out a device. Maybe there's one band that attaches and sends signals. Who knows? Maybe they'll eventually incorporate so we can see it through our eyes. I don't know. It's 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 fascinating. I love it, but it's also scary. I love the, the idea of the technology. Is it's like it, it it will be the ultimate convenience. But when I was young, like very young, like a child young um, in the 60s, um, McDonald's was a fairly new thing. And there weren't it, McDonald's wasn't ubiquitous. Right. And so as treats, kids would go like once a week or if their grandmother came over to take them out, they would yeah. take them to McDonald's or they would take them to a Dairy Queen. No one ever imagined in the 1960s that people would be eating two or, and, and in the inner cities all across this country. The only vegetable these kids are getting is the ketchup on the fries. And I'm not kidding. They're eating out of fast food places in Detroit, Michigan, until Whole Foods, of all people, that charge $87 for a bunch of broccoli. There was no grocery store in Detroit. There just what? wasn't because it was so violent and so dangerous that all of the grocery stores pulled out. So you had... Popeye's chicken, you had Mickey D's, you had Dairy Queen, and you had the liquor store and the bodegas to go to. And that's, that's how people eat. And so that's all you needed. <laughs> wow, this is cool. You can get a full meal, if that's what you call food, in three minutes or whatever the hell it is, as long as it took you to get to the drive through, make the order, and hey, presto, Boom. here comes this weird looking thing in a box, right? Yeah. Like the Jetsons, and we're all excited. Hey, space food, six and tang. Well, this is <laughs> food sticks and tang <laughs> existence. And how do you live oh, with tang, that, that came out. if all of your money is coming through it, if all of your social media and your contacts are coming through it, if you're making calls on it, right? Mm -hmm. In theory, it's great. In it's practice, great. In theory. It's great. We'll see. Elon, take care of us. All right. Come right. on. Do right. Don't. Mm, hopefully you do right by us. We'll find okay. out. Only time will tell with the X app. But now it's time for today's takeaways. All right, this is that time of the show where if we have a, something we want to talk about we didn't get a chance to talk about in this episode, we can talk about that now. We want to reflect on something that we had a conversation with about during this whole podcast we can. This is your time, Lauren, to just wrap it up. How do you feel about today's show and what's on your mind? Ah, well, so one, I, I have a couple of things. One is that if you happen to be in Los Angeles, um, a few of my actors are in a production called Clown Bar at the Hudson Theater in LA. So um, it, you can go to Eventbrite and get tickets. It's very inexpensive. And I think it's Eventbrite, or you can go to the, uh, to the Hudson Theater. And that leads me to the takeaway, which is that with all of this consolidation at the top um, and, and the markalization of Netflix and all of that. Markalization. Um, <laughs> you've been markled. Um, you know, it's doing actors and creative people a disservice by just pumping endless remakes and, and, and this, and the same thing wrapped up in a slightly different package over and over and over again. And even if it's well acted and even if it's a high budget thing, I, I don't think it serves the actor. I don't think it serves the audience and it most certainly doesn't serve humanity. So I think we should just do a lot better by our artists and, 
and by the audience that loves loves TV and film and and music and we should probably like diversify. Everyone wants diversity except in entertainment and that's very sad to me. Yeah. It's very sad. It's uh you make a great point though. And for I mean honestly just with entertainment too, these relationships with with the reboots and all that like we just need to take a minute and just Try to do something new. And for me, my takeaway really from today too is that, okay, relationships and entertainment. You got to be careful. <laughs> I mean, whether you're working on a show together, you're still at work. I mean, if, if you love that person, you fall for that some person, of course, you'd be able to love whatever you want, you know, of course. But we have to be careful. And this stuff gets blown out of proportion because these people are people that are in the limelight. Look at Johnny and Amber. Look at how big that became because of their celebrity status. I just wish that people wouldn't exploit people when you think you're in love. That's all I'm saying. Don't exploit somebody. Don't put your, your family out there. Look at, look at Harry. Don't do that to your family. If you're in a spot like this, do good with it. Don't exploit your family and try to make money off them or someone you love. Because Amber's exploiting her Johnny Depp, who she loved apparently, that's what she says, exploiting him for money and ruining his name, ruining everything. Don't do that to people. Don't ruin people's lives when you have power. And also, don't make this. Do not make Toe Jam and Earl the feature film. We don't want to see it. The feature film? Guys, don't do it. All right. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Lauren, thank you for being here. It was thank fun. Uh, I think Sabrina will be back tomorrow. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here today, but we had a good time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always a blast. So thank Love you again. You <laughs> see you tomorrow sabrina and everyone thank you thank you for being here thank you for supporting us please like us please subscribe to us please share 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 tell people about us go on any of our social media platforms we're everywhere now if you're driving to work in the morning you want to listen to cruise control uncensored you can go on spotify you can go on apple podcasts you can go on amazon you can find us pretty much anywhere tune in Find us, listen to us, enjoy the show. Please support us. Join our Patreon if you can and help give some money to give this show some more, some more oomph so we can keep moving forward, okay? Yep. Thank you all for being here. Happy Monday. Woo, Monday, right? Happy Manic we'll Monday. <laughs> happy Manic Monday. And we'll see you again tomorrow on Cruise Control. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>